Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikhail Morrison in Seattle. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right. Back together again. New Friday, new set of, new set of shows here. So yeah. how's everybody going? Yeah, Everything's good. great. Everybody doing. So yeah. happy it's Friday. You can say <laughs> how's it, how, how you going. That's very Aussie of you. Oh, man. As you can tell, it's been a week. It's been a week for me. So, yeah. It's a thing, I'm just holding on here. Oh, is that what they say? Is that what your Australian fan says to you? How you going? Yeah. How you going? All right. How you going? How does Australia always come into our conversation? A little bit. I don't know. It does seem that way. Your Australian fan is uh, definitely the fourth person on the show at this point. So, (laughs) that's great. Yeah. No, it's been a long week for me. I got a late start to it. it was in um, Miami last weekend for a wedding. And I don't know if you guys, have you guys ever heard of this thing called the Museum of Ice Cream? Yeah. It was in, yeah. It was in San Francisco uh, for a while, I believe. It's like a, okay. travel, it's like a traveling pop-up, I only know about it right? now because you posted images. That, well, you, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. So, was it everything I imagined it would be? <laughs> yeah, it, it's super weird. I, I had kind of heard about it in passing, like on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then my friends were like, oh, my God, it's here. We got to go. And we look into it. It's like $40 a ticket. Two oh. of them really wanted to go. And me and my other friend were like, that sounds kind of steep for what that is. But we're yeah. like, all right. We were dragged along. We went. It was ridiculous. But yet yeah, it was a lot of fun. Sure. Did oh. you, you get like Instagram, baby? Do you get ice There's cream? So many... Do you get ice cream? You do. Okay. That's you all get, that matters. So, there are several... Several, it's it's mostly like art installations. They've asked all these famous artists, like you yeah. go room to room. The most famous being like a, a whole pool full of sprinkles that you get to like kind of swim in. <laughs> kind of like Scrooge McDuck style with the coins. Nice, but... nice. there you go. <laughs> yeah, oh, so that's cool, photo man. op one. But then every place has like their own little photo ops in there. And then a, a lot of the rooms have their own kind of ice cream thing happening. Cool, so cool. the grossest one being... They give you a little mini carton of melted vanilla ice cream to drink. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I can't do it. I, I, can't. Fun. I, I didn't I didn't take them up on that one. So no. I'm just <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna sit and wait for the, the museum of pizza. That's the one that I'll be in line oh. for. I yeah, might that's... I might even hey, we're talking about starting uh, conferences. I might even just start my own here. <laughs> do it. How about pizza? I'll I'll fully support that decision. <laughs> Absolutely. You guys up to anything cool or Mm. I think the year has finally kicked off for me. Like this last few weeks has been like, man, it's just careful what you wish for. Like every new business <laughs> thing we went after kind of, kind of became reality. So I'm just trying to figure out ah. scheduling and everything else over the next few weeks. So I'm excited. It's some good stuff. So 
Can't complain. Good stuff for brewing. Yeah. Awesome. How about you guys? Good? I leave for Cabo tomorrow. Good. Oh, that's uh, right. Damn you. I admit, I hate you a little bit. But it's <laughs> well, and so for that reason, today totally sucks. Of it's, course. It's awful. Oh, senioritis today. Yeah. It's the last yeah. day of school. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's, you're going to leave that scarf behind, unex- aren't you? Unexpected <laughs> emails and phone calls at the last minute are coming in of those that remember that I'm out all next week. So that's just fucking lovely. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what else is effing lovely? I'm not going to say the real word. There's your saying. I don't know that they don't know that they like that they like. is Skillshare.com, baby. We love Skillshare. <laughs> you guys are listening to the show Meaning that that tells me something about you, that you want to learn, that you want to kind of dive in and, uh, you know, further your skill set as a designer, as an entrepreneur, as a creative business owner. So therefore, Skillshare, might I say, perfect for you. Um, people always say it, say to me on the street, Wes, you seem to like Skillshare an awful lot. And I say, <laughs> damn right. I on learned what I know. Oh, yeah. All the time. Like, you're always talking about it. What's the deal? I say, I've learned everything I know from the likes of Skillshare. No, but to be, but seriously, like, when you go, you can go on there and just learn any quick little, uh, quick little skill. uh, And you can learn just a whole, you know, broad base of a subject. You can learn the basics of graphic design if you want. You can learn the basics of web design and then go up from there. It's really great. So, you know, Skillshare, for those of you who don't know, if you're new, an online learning platform with over 18,000 classes in graphic design, logo design, illustration, and more. Uh, you can, like I say, you can take classes in little things, big things. You can learn Photoshop this way. You can learn uh, how to do poster type if you want. I mean, there's it gets really kind of personalized. So I'm on there right now, and I'm there's a few things that caught my eye. One of them being, uh, you know, the designer Jessica Heesh. Mm-hmm. Ish. All right. She's got a class on there called Lettering for Designers. And over here, we've got Building an Etsy Shop that sells. Um, so basically, I, I imagine a lot of you guys listening are probably have a side hustle going on Etsy or something. So just goes to show you they've got something for everybody. So definitely. Absolutely. And we've worked out a deal with Skillshare to um, get a two month plan on Skillshare for just 99 cents. That is right. Skillshare is offering our listeners two months of unlimited access to the 18,000 classes for just 99 cents. Can't beat that. <laughs> to sign up, go to Skillshare.com graphic. Again, go to Skillshare.com graphic to start your two months now. That is Skillshare.com graphic. Yes, Can't I said it. it three times, but now you'll remember <laughs> and you'll thank me for it. All right. And I do not want to keep our guest waiting any longer. He's been sitting there waiting patiently. Nick, I'll patiently. Uh, let you take over <laughs> yeah. from here. We've got a cool topic today. Um, I think this is a really good one. I've been hearing a lot about people talking about having great luck and this and that in our in your design business. And we're going to talk about making your own luck. And um, we're bringing in someone who has done that considerably in his career. And not only by starting his own company in design and leaving the full-time gig, but starting an actual design conference on his own. So um, please welcome Matt Dawson. Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, yes. thanks for having me, guys. Soft <laughs> claps for Matt. Exactly. Happy to be here. <laughs> we met Great Matt at uh, another Adobe Max connection. Um, I met Matt through our friend Alex, our common friend. So we had a really cool discussion over the last few weeks um, talking about this and thought it would make a great 
you know, topic to talk a little bit about how to make that jump that next level in whatever you're trying to do. And instead of waiting around for it to happen, actually just doing it and getting it done. So Matt, tell us, tell us, um, you know, in case that some of our listeners don't know uh, what you do and where you're from and uh, the two things you're running, give us a little intro and what you've got going on. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm primarily a, a brand designer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm from Louisiana and I kind of currently split time between Louisiana and Georgia. Um, I, I run my own business full time, um, in addition to a couple of conferences that we do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been in the industry for a little over 10 years now. And, um, luckily I haven't, I haven't grown, <laughs> grown tired of it or, or crazy because of it yet. So, uh, I, yeah, I see, I see no reason not to continue on. <laughs> I think, I know it's like, I think everybody has a certain, uh, year threshold of when that time happens where you're like, okay, this is it for the rest of my life. Let's hope. Yeah, <laughs> right, totally. Right, right. Totally. Yeah. So how long has it been since you've been on your own? Like you said about 10 years? Um, so, I mean, I've been in the field for about 10 years. I've been, I've been completely on my own for coming up on one year. Okay. Um, yet that's, that's been about a five year build. Yeah. Gotcha. And I think we, you know, we get that question a lot of like, how do I make that step into doing my own thing? And when is the right time and starting your own Mm -hmm. thing and like quitting that job and like. I think the best question to you is like, when, when did you start thinking about this and what was your plan of action when you started this idea of like doing it on your own and leaving the job behind? Well, you know, it, it, it kind of snuck up on me really. Um, you know, I, I feel like whenever we lived in Louisiana full time, I, I wasn't a very dedicated designer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had a good day job. Uh, it wasn't exactly the type of projects that I wanted to work on, but you know, it was, it was great culture, great people. Um, and we, and we had a very active social life in Louisiana. So, you know, you get home from work and you go, you know, to a, to a show or you go to somebody's birthday dinner or this and that. Um, so, you know, like I, I, I took my day job seriously, but I, I didn't really push myself in any other, uh, in any other areas of design as far as, you know, kind of burning the candle at, at both ends. So it it really kind of took um our move to Georgia to to really jump start, you know, my my seriousness in yeah. in design uh, cuz you know, you move to a city where you have zero friends and no social <laughs> life, you all of a sudden have a lot more free time and um you know, I, I think I, I think deep down and I I don't want to speak for everyone in the world. But uh, I, I think deep down, people, you, you want to work for yourself. You know, I, I think everybody has that, you know, uh, I just, I really wish I could be my own boss or, you know, like, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's, it's tough. It's tough to attain. So, you know, maybe, maybe deep down it was always there. It, it just took a little scratching to, to, you know, really bring it to the surface. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we also, you're, you're right. Everyone has a different story with that in a way. And it's like, that idea of being your own boss is a great thing. But like when you started thinking of this, did you, did you start picking up side hustles? Kind of like we've talked about this a lot. Like, you know, you just start doing that to like build up enough to make that transition. Like, what did you do? Yeah. Right. Well, you know, so, so in Louisiana, um, 
again with with the not being super dedicated but like being more of like an outsider looking in uh you know i'd, I'd kind of I'm, I'm not gonna lie it was it was a long time ago and i can i can make peace <laughs> I, I can make peace with the fact that you know like i i i hosted my own pity parties you know, like, like, <laughs> watching you know be, being an outsider looking in on you know like dribble or be mm-hmm. hands and right like, Oh, like, like, why, why can't I do this? Like, why, like, <laughs> sure. why, why don't I have that project? And I mean, you, you get nowhere real fast with, with that logic. Um, yeah. And it just took a while. It took a while to sink in. I realized, you know, like you, you can't, you can't wait for that stuff to happen to you because you might be waiting forever. So, yeah. um, and it, and it wasn't happening in my day job because it was a completely different area of design. Um, and I knew I always wanted to get into branding. So, you know, luckily like that, that move was a big catalyst. And I, I started, I, you know, I, I started keeping in touch with people back home and, you know, like oddly enough, growing my Louisiana client list while in Georgia, um, you know, letting them know mm-hmm. that, you know, like, Hey, I've got all this free time. And I, I was doing, I was doing stuff for next to nothing, uh, for mm-hmm. a beer, for a beer next time I came home, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, like we're, yeah. we're opening this, do a logo and we'll, we'll go, yeah. you know, have drinks next time you're in. Uh, and <laughs> you know, like I, I just, I started, I started small and pretty much said yes to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I just figured at that point, you know, I was, I was right. I think I was like 30, 31 and you know, my biggest fear for design has always been stagnating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that if I didn't start pushing myself, like at that age, it yeah. could, you know, that stagnation could set in. So, you know, like I, I said yes to everything. And I, I started, uh, I didn't so much burn the candle at both ends as I just like completely threw it into the fire. <laughs> and, you know, I, I ended up, you know, be snowballing into this essentially full-time job after I got home from my day job, nights, yeah. weekends, um, we, everything. We can in totally relate with that. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like, you know, it, it's, it's a necessary evil. Um, I was mm-hmm. very, very fortunate to have the support of my wife um, to, you know, she, she knew what I wanted to accomplish. Um, and you know, I, I couldn't have done it by myself. Um, and I, I still can't do it by myself, but you know, it, it took that no more excuses mentality to mm-hmm. really like push myself and like get that ball rolling. Yeah. Did, did you I like how you said too, where you were like, when you look at what other people are doing and it's not like you aspire to it, but you're like, you, like you asked, why am I not doing that kind of stuff? So it's kind of right. like, I think too, it's, it's neat to identify what you want to be doing that you're not doing now, maybe. And like, that was a, what a catalyst that was to make you say, let me just do this. And you're right. You got to do it maybe for free or on the weekends or at night and wherever you can to make it work, you know? Yeah. And I I think, you know, a a big, a a big misconception is that people, you know, you, you look at, you look at who's next to you and you see where they are, but you only see Mm -hmm. where they are currently and not so much the path that they took to get there, you know, like totally like your your beginning isn't their end, you know, like and <laughs> totally you, you, like f- <laughs> f- focusing on that's just such a, you know, it, it's it's such a trap 
Um, so, you know, like I, I had to create opportunities for myself and I, I had to, you know, obviously I can't create time, but I can't yeah. lose sleep. So, <laughs> you know, like filling, like how that you know, said. filling, you know, like my, my nights and weekends and, you know, getting four hours of sleep and still giving a hundred percent at my day job, but also a hundred percent at this thing that feels like it could be something one day. Yeah. Um, it was, it was a necessity. Yeah, that's great. I think you're right. The timing, you can never, you can never compare you to anyone else based on the fact that you have no idea where people are when it comes to not only in their career, but like yeah, yeah. What, what they're, what they're hustling with, you know? Sure. Right. It's like, right. People forget that so much. Like they do think that, <laughs> yeah, they really do. True. Like they look at the person next to them who's really made it and they just think they, they think that they're in the same path that they're at or the same uh, part of the path that they're on. And they need to mm-hmm. real, step back and realize, okay, maybe this person took a different opportunities that I need to take. Um, yeah. So yeah, when you talk about making your own look, that's really what it's all about. And there is yeah. a lot of, I bet a lot of people that have made it uh, pretty far have done a lot of that stuff for for free or for uh, a yeah. reduced cost totally. just to have it in their book. And right. there's a lot Absolutely. of... Um, right. A lot of talk in the design world about never working for free. And I while I do agree with the spirit of that, we shouldn't undervalue ourselves. Um, but mm-hmm. when you do some projects you take on for a, uh, reduced fee, it's, you, you can't, you're still getting paid in experience and in mm-hmm. that, um, that portfolio piece in the end, but it has to be dictated by you. Don't let the, the client say, Oh, this is going to do great things for you. It has to be like right. that you yeah. really want to do it because you see, where it's going to get you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely dictating whether or not the, the experience is worth it, it yourself is way better than the client. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 this yeah. is going to be great for you. You're going to be able oh, to pay yeah. your mortgage lender with this experience. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't yeah. send me any hate mail based on that. Like, yeah, I, I fully under, I'm not saying, yeah, we've all had that email from a prospective client saying, I don't, I can't pay oh, you, yeah. but just think of the yeah. coverage you'll get. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I still, I still get them, and it it oh, blows, yeah. it blows my mind. You know, it, I, yeah, I, I don't understand. It's, it's not like we could go to a restaurant, cook me a meal, and I, I'm gonna tell I'll, all my I'll friends about it. I'll give you a good yelp. It. I'll give you right. a good yeah. review. Yeah. But you know that's that, but you know, a, but you know that analogy. chef probably did a lot of cooking for free before he ever, you know, <laughs> got that job. So. Yeah. I think that's it's a hard thing to dip, like to i think it's when you know it you know if an opportunity is really worth your maybe lowering your fee or doing something to to get it because one thing yeah. i'm noticing too is like maybe that opportunity came to you because of the hustle and everything you've been doing and whereas two or three years ago that opportunity regardless of what it's being what it's paying maybe mm-hmm. wouldn't have come your way so like do you grab onto it and say hey this will propel me and take me here and like and like you know compromise a little bit it's just a tough it's a tough thing to do but like i think it's just a matter of each one of us knowing uh, what that's going to do for us and where we and where we're at on that path you were talking about yeah. earlier and yeah. I, I think i think you get better feeling those out as you as you mm-hmm. do more you know like maybe at the beginning you you get burned a few times but then then you can kind of start recognizing like who's serious like what's legitimately going to be good for you to to do at this reduced rate or mm-hmm. yeah. this crazy timeline um yeah and just kind of kind of get a 
you kind of get a feel for yeah what's what's legit or not. Yeah. What would you say? Uh, I'm curious. Like, what, how did your design process or even your the quality of your work change when you said, "I I love what I'm seeing these people do. How do I get there?" Did you see a huge kind of change in the way you did your work and like the quality of it? Uh, I I did. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. funny. I was cleaning out Dropbox recently and ran across <laughs> some some there's old. A, there's a topic right there. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a whole show probably. <laughs> looking 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 at old stuff. Oh my god. And you yeah. know, like I'm 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 modest to a fault. You know, like I I don't take compliments very well. Um, but you know, like I. I was going through and like, I I genuinely felt kind of proud at the progression and Mm -hmm. um, you know, like it it definitely, you know, I I think it came from putting in that extra time, you know, like you, you can't be, you can't be great at an instrument if you never pick it up. Yeah. And um, you know, I think it came from spending all that, all that extra time to where, you know, like I, I watched, you know, something from like I did five years ago versus today. And, you know, like I could go back and review that, five years younger me and yeah. you know, tell him what I've learned over the past few years. And yeah, that, there's definitely been a progression, but it, it's, it wasn't innate and it wasn't overnight. Um, it, it came from just yeah. working my ass off on all sorts of different projects, staying well-rounded, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. sticking to one style. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah. The, the, that that whole I think you and I had a conversation about that recently, Nick. How you know, like yeah. this style is a huge trap. You know, like yeah, staying. You know, having having variation in your work is going to open up wider clients to you. And um, I mean, I've done I, I've done every end of the spectrum as far as businesses, and yeah, I feel like that's that's important to like constantly keep you motivated and interested in your work. If you're if you're doing nothing but outdoor brands all the time. Like that, that's cool. Like I, I like outdoor yeah. brands, but you know, like I want to, I want to work with this restaurant maybe, mm-hmm. you know, or work with this like clothing company or this nonprofit or, you know, so I feel like being able to look back over the past few years and see a lot of variation in, in the, the types of marks that I've made is, yeah. has been big. That definitely ties into what we've been preaching on the show, which is, you know, find, find your niche, stick with it, mm-hmm. have that specialty. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people that doesn't work. It, it means mm-hmm. it oftentimes means that uh, a number of days are very much the same. And I know for me, sure. if that were the case, I'd be pulling my hair out. Like I, yeah, I right. absolutely, I absolutely love that it. no two days are ever, ever alike. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. And, and we talk about it too, like no, if you're going to specialize, specialize maybe in something beyond just a style or a discipline. Mm-hmm. Sure. Whereas yeah. there's other things you, you get to make the, so the variety is always there. But like we had a, we were chatting the other day about this, me and Matt, and it was like, you know, you can almost name the three styles that you feel like everybody is going after in branding. Yeah. The trend. And what is, sure. And what is that saying about you making, making yourself better? And totally. this whole idea of like, if you, if, you know, luck is not going to do you anything. So harder work and more creativity in your work's going to make you better. But we seem to be so, uh, have blinders on when it comes to what's, a tr- you know, this, these trends that we keep seeing in style. So I don't know. It's, it, it's, I, I wish we, I wish there was a way that we can be a little more broader when it comes to where we go for inspiration and, and maybe social media is the death of that. I don't know. Cause it's just, Every time I turn it on, I'm I'm, just, I'm assuming you guys are the same. It's like the same old thing over and over and over again. And how do we diversify? 
you know. Right. And it's a big it's a big challenge for us. But that's what we that's what we should be doing, you know. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I. I, I always tell, you know, like I, anytime, like I do portfolio reviews or anything mm-hmm. with students and, you know, like you, you like you kind of have to remind them and, you know, honestly have to remind myself sometimes too. Like we're, we're in a creative 100%. field where, where you can literally create, you know, anything that's like in your head, like why, why do something that somebody else did, you know, mm-hmm. like if you just want to do the same thing that everybody else is doing, you know, like go, go to an accounting firm and yeah. you know, like get, you know, get, grab, grab a desk and crunch, crunch numbers. But like, we, we have this infinite, you know, possibility to, you know, create new things. And like, I, I get, I get that maybe it's fun. Like, Oh man, like the, the texture on this typography is amazing. You know, like take that, you know, mm-hmm. like, sure, try it out, do the exercise for yourself, but like build on it, you know, like, like bring it somewhere else instead of just like, ah, oh, young jerks are killing it. You know, like I want to make stuff that looks <laughs> like young jerks like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I almost have to like unfollow them because it's just, there's, they're just too yeah. good. And they have, <laughs> no, it, like, it's, a, it's very right? tempting. It's, it's, it's like, extremely But then tempting. you're like, but then I'll be out of the loop and I'll, I won't know what yeah. they, but it's like, like, uh, I, I'm sure you're familiar with Lincoln design. As well, yeah, yeah, we're, but, I mean, we're buds with you, Lincoln too. Those those guys and forefathers. I mean, these guys are just—they've got their thing, and they're just—and I love that they own that, and that's mm-hmm. their. But then there is that um, wave of variety in their work too, even though they have their own feel and look. Um, right. I, and to imagine these guys, what they've made, the luck they've made over the last years—it's all driven by their hard work and and originality. I'm sure luck had zero to do with their success. Oh yeah. I mean like all, like all of those guys, like the young jerks guys, Lincoln and forefathers, um, you know, I'm like their, their work ethic is, is what's got them to where they are. And you're right. There is variety in their work. I I feel like sometimes like we're just so quick to, to look at something, hit like and swipe to the next that like, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they see like these stylistic similarities, but they're not looking at the whole picture and like, Oh man, this stuff they did for Carhartt is way different mm-hmm. than what they did for Deus and way yeah. different for what the, you know, like, but um, it, it's, it's, it's easy to want to emulate, you know, like what's, what's big right now, but yeah. like, it's important yeah. to respect what got them there. And yeah, you know, yeah. A question for you, when you got into this thing and you were doing your own thing, where did you go for this inspiration? Once, like, let's say things were going kind of pretty good, and you were getting into this logo world, what were what were your what were your things for inspiration when you were kind of starting something new or fresh? Well, so w- whenever I originally got into design, I got into um, design because of music, and mm-hmm. um, I was in a band, so I kind of became the resident graphic designer because uh, I was I was a better designer <laughs> than I was a musician um, and you know it's so like my my inspiration back then uh and the the site is now defunct but it was a uh, gigposters.com mm-hmm. and you know it was user uploaded gig posters from amazing artists all over the world so you know like I would I would I would go there and get inspiration my my wife uh then girlfriend at the time um, we would go to, to Barnes and Noble and go up to the art <laughs> section and find, you know, like, uh, Los Logos volume two or how, yeah. you know, like, and, you know, like look, look through logo books and like, you know, like we, like there wasn't like a digital archive for, you know, 
like I would take pictures on like my little Motorola razor like, flip phone. <laughs> but like there there wasn't like, you know, I, I didn't have a Pinterest board of, of this and that right. or, you know, yeah. like a Dropbox folder of inspiration. So like like from from where that started to where it is now, it's so easy to uh, create a mood board or, you know, like scour dribble or behance mm-hmm. or something. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel like inspiration and like ideation for like uh, projects now it's it's almost it's it's almost dangerously accessible to where you know it i i, I question how much um you know I, I question how much originality we're putting into it because like we're we're starting off with all these references yeah you know like right. I, I, yeah and right. like, I, I try to i try to rack my brain and remember what i did back in the day for a to start a logo project and it's, you know, it, it's tough to <laughs> figure back that process, far, but like, yeah. I, 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 know. I know there is yeah. a time where like, I didn't have this, you know, this yeah. list of references. And like, I, I admit, I weigh, I, I lean heavily on that type of research before getting started myself. Yeah. Yeah. For but sure. you, you I, nailed it by saying the Barnes and Noble thing. It's like, in a way there might be a book there that no one, none you and none of your friends are talking about on, on Instagram or whatever. And it's this something that's maybe even 20 years old, but it's inspiring to the point where it's like, I could use this now and I get it. Whereas you're right, there's there's limited version when we go to online for this inspiration stuff. Right. You know, it's a good point. I I, I wonder what, I can't even remember what I did five years ago (laughs) when it came to like, you know, and now look at it. We're like, it's just over the top with this stuff. It is. Yeah. 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 So, I get so all my design time. inspiration for my back issues of Boy's Life from when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's my. Did, 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 did you ever see that uh, that hovercraft you could make out of like a vacuum in the back of Boy's Life? Yeah, and Boy's Life was a goddamn liar. By saying yeah, that I could was. do that, yeah. I I envisioned cruising down the street, you know, yeah, like course, going to a friend's course. house on this hovercraft yeah. made and from X-ray a vacuum. glasses. Oh, Send yeah. in for x-ray yeah. glasses and they showed the kid looking like like this is a magazine for children supposedly and he's like looking at a woman <laughs> and like seeing her like it said like see girls without their clothes on <laughs> oh the good old like, days <laughs> yeah it's like all right that can't, that can't survive nowadays those glasses <laughs> are not for children i'll tell you that <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> see see that's the inspiration we need again <laughs> Seriously, just random old National Geographics, whatever you can get your hands on. Yeah, dribble is played. Well, maybe that's the thing. I think the idea is I think about it with websites and with things you can search for, you can find that real inspiration. Just uh, it's got to be the stuff like that. Like I've always, I look at sometimes my students. They will they have such a different idea of where to find uh, inspiration than I think working professionals because we need it very quick and i think we know where to go sometimes too quickly right so you do the dribble thing and you do the 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 very uh what's hot now because you need Mm -hmm. to get it quickly but i love watching them do research and they're literally it's just google searches and it's like they have this idea of a certain look and they find it not in so much someone else's design but the actual real thing like if you're going after the county fair you know rustic feel look whatever they'll find it in stuff from that when it was actually being used, you know what I mean? Rather than sure. live what, what someone did on dribble that last week. So mm-hmm. maybe that's a great way to kind of consider how we can change and do that as well. You know? Yeah. 
I love their their the innocence they have with that is like something we need. I think back mm-hmm. into our inspiration thing. But anyways, totally. I want to get I want to get into a little bit about once you were in this zone and and let's talk about this conference thing and where this whole idea that you came up with. How did you how did you spark this idea to start a design conference? And tell us about it too, as well, please. Uh, it, it really came from. Um... It, it came from me speaking at an in-house conference for a, a corporate company. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a real big typography junkie. And I, I was at the time I was giving little talks on combining type, working with type. Um, yeah. Like not, not the hand lettering, but like, you know, like typefaces, fonts yeah. and um, whatnot. So, uh, you know, I'd, I'd gone to speak there and, um, I was friends with a lot of people that that were in attendance. It was only like 115, 120 people mm. or so. And uh, while I was there, you know, it was just really cool to to see everybody, you know, absorbing and kind of learning. And again, like I'd never been to a design conference. And, um, you know, I, I came back afterwards. And so th- this was after we moved from Louisiana to Georgia. And, um, of course, like whenever you move away, like all the cool restaurants open or Mm -hmm. people, people start being into this or that, you know? So like, like whenever we moved, um, going back home periodically, I'd noticed that, you know, like there was like a, a bigger creative scene beginning to, um, beginning to emerge and people were, you know, caring a little more about design and just a a general, a, a genuine interest, um, so I was like, you know, maybe this is something cool that we can do to stay connected with, mm-hmm. you know, like where we're from, something that we can do to give back to where we're from. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like we, we, we were lucky enough to have put on events in Louisiana for like 10 plus years. Um, so we, we knew a lot of, a lot of venue coordinators and caterers and bands and, you know, like we, we were very dialed in for, for that yeah. type of stuff. And it, and it made the planning, uh, long distance, uh, very, very easy to do. Um, so yeah, it, it was, it was, we wanted to start it out. We were hoping to get 50 people and then, you know, like it was 75 and then a hundred and oh, oh, we're going to have to get a bigger venue. And <laughs> you know, like now it's at this, now it's at like a real deal of theater. And all of a sudden, like we've sold it out at like 325 people, like in the first year. And um, yeah, like it, it, it took off, it took off really quickly. And we've, we've got, we've got this format where, um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not the most unique format in the world. It's one day of workshops and one day of keynotes. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, people can come in in a classroom setting. It's pretty much a block schedule. You have this workshop at this time, next, next, next. Yeah. Um, so it's full day of, you know, practical, practical um, things to learn. And, you know, like some of the workshops are lectures. And then the next day is keynotes. And what I thought was important about the keynotes is, you know, to bring in people that, you know, can tell these young designers in this burgeoning creative community that like, Hey, it's okay. Like the BS you're going through right now, Mm -hmm. I went through it too. And like, I I felt that was important because, you know, like we, like, like I said, we look at somebody else's, you know, career where they are right now and we don't know all that previous, you know, 
turmoil or you know ups and downs or what they learned so I, I i thought it'd be great to have like storytellers come and like tell their stories and how they got to where they are that's so cool like that just yeah. just as a designer like that that gives you you know it kind of gives you hope it like rein, <laughs> reinvigorates you a little bit and you're like oh man like draplin designed this thing for free and like it, it's okay yeah you know like mm-hmm. um so, you know, like we, we try to, we try to pick our speakers based off of, you know, like what value they can impart on, you know, on our attendees and yeah, it's, it's been, it's been great. We're going That's into our awesome. third year. Uh, it's about six weeks away or our third one. So nice. And it looks like tickets were still available. I went on there. So yeah. Yeah. yeah tickets are still available at uh cropbr.com. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We've, we've got a, a yeah um we've got a we've got a great lineup again this year so it's uh i'm I'm really excited about it that's awesome and then you also do like a pop-up one right right yeah yeah so uh pop-up kind of emerged from um you know like what what i what i noticed the the first year of doing the conference is that the interest is is really white hot you know like the three to four months like around the conference and mm-hmm. then it just kind of wanes and you know like fall comes and your your social media accounts kind of die down and yeah. like the, the interest <laughs> is just really parabolic and uh, until yeah. you announce the lineup and build it back up and like it's such a it's not a struggle to build it back up but like i didn't think it should be that much work to do so um so you know like whenever we were planning our second year um I also started planning a pop-up event, which is, you know, held six months after the main one. Mm -hmm. And like, I felt that would allow things to flow a little better, you know? So, Hmm. you know, you, you, you announce it at the one in the spring. So they're keyed up about the one in the fall. And then the one in the fall, you announce the one in the spring and you, you get this revolving, revolving interest. And, um, it's cool because it'll bring new people to Louisiana. Um, the the satellite one is held in a different city each fall. We just did our first one in Austin, Texas, this past November, and oh, uh, it was yeah. I mean, it was it was it was so great. I couldn't have asked for a better um, better first time event. You know, uh, yeah. so for the pop ups, I've I've partnered with um, our buddies in Austin, Texas, uh, industry print shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we have a similar we have a similar uh, hustle and drive to to do fun things. And, you know, like whenever I brought up the fact that, you know, like I don't want to wait seven or eight years to innovate this conference, like let's do it now after two years. But, you know, like I need some help because obviously, you know, I can't do two by myself. Yeah. And their, their drive is right where, right where we need it to be to make these things a success. So, you know, if, if all goes well, we'll, we'll be somewhere new each fall doing a, a one day version of the conference. Nice. Um, we just booked uh, the venue for uh, Portland this year. Cool. So pop up, pop up crop two will be in Portland, Oregon this August. And um, yeah, awesome. I mean, we're, we're, we're That's really great, excited. Man. It's so cool to hear that you just did this on your own and like, you know, I, I mean, what an endeavor it is. And I know, from talking to like when we we went to how design we've done the adobe max now and it's like all these things that like they they have to start somewhere and you did it with this little seed and it's doing great in its third year and it's fantastic to hear it's just I, I i think that was the coolest part of the story was like 
you know, we all say we want to do something. So guess what? Just, <laughs> just roll up your sleeves and do it, you know? Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's such a great it, story, it, you know? Exactly. You know, like if, if you don't have anyone else pushing you, uh, you, mm-hmm. you just, you've got to, you got to push yourself. And I, I've, I've got this kind of addiction to free time to where like I, I fill it <laughs> with something else, you know? Like, I, and that's, that's kind of, that's kind of how pop-up crop came yeah. up, you know, like I, I just, you know, had a bunch of free time come up. I quit my day job at the agency and went full time on my own. So instead of just relaxing and, you know, lowering my blood pressure and <laughs> chilling out, it's like, Hey, let's, let's do a, let's do another conference. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's the flip side of working for free. Like we talked about that before. There's also a part yeah. of it. I think it's even more valuable is where you're working for free for yourself and your business. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have that, um, that drive to actually work on their business when they have that downtime and they just think, or they, or they give up on it and think this is too hard. I'm going to yeah. go back to, to a nine to five, but it takes work no matter what. And it does. Yeah. 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 So, it absolutely does. I, I mean, now that yeah. Now that I've had that taste of, uh, like sheer sheer freedom from like the mm-hmm. nine to five yeah it's i mean that in itself is motivation you know and like so, some people enjoy the office dynamic and thrive in mm-hmm. it you know but like now that i've you know being able to up and go to max in october without putting in a request mm-hmm. or dealing with like a a shifty look like ah we don't really want you to go <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. And I think you, yeah. you nailed it too. I would love anybody I know who's on that verge of the, you know, quitting and taking that next step and starting their own thing. It's like, I almost want to just tell them y- y- there's a whole other culture afterwards, or there's this mindset, like you said, where, Hey, if you, if you have the free time and you want to make it your free time, chill. Great. And if you're mm-hmm. making your money and you're doing great, but I think most of us get this thing to like, what can I do? What else can I do? You know, it, right? Because uh, I have this freedom and like an opportunity to can come your way. Mm-hmm. Now, when it, it wouldn't have before because of your nine to five, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I always try to say that that mentality is coming down the road once you make that shift, you know, which is always good. And I, I but I don't want to sell it too much because I don't want to be that guy that's like, you told me it was going to be great, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, it will yeah, be I'm great, too, but too. you have to like put in that extra work. You know, that's yeah. I'm, otherwise, it's it's just not going to work. So yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. So what what would you say if anyone out there is like in that zone and they want to make? What are the tips to get there? Like, what? How do you make this this luck happen for yourself? What drove you? Um, you know, as far as like mine was pretty unceremonious. Uh, mm-hmm. It it kind of happened accidentally you know like I was just doing all that extra work for like a a few a few years and then it just kind of started to eclipse cool yeah what I what what I was what I was doing and making at my day job and the you know it had just become this thing I was constantly second guessing on staying there is very toxic and not a not a great Mm. environment and you know like for me the the motivation was just kind of sanity you know, like yeah. I, 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 could, I, I couldn't, I couldn't fight what was going on anymore. And, you know, like I had these conversations with my yeah. wife and, you know, like, it's not like there was a big nest egg. It was just like, Hey, uh, I Sanity, literally right. can't do this anymore. I know I can make this work. Um, 
I'm just going to make this work. Cool. And, and that's, that's pretty much how I did it. You know, like I, I don't really, I, I think the prophetic things to say are put in the time and do the work <laughs> and like <laughs> yeah, that type of yeah. stuff. But like we, we all, we all know that you just, I mean, like you really have to want it, yeah. you know, like you, you can't say you want it. Like you just have to want it. And we're, you know, whatever goes into that, like late nights, long hours, it's, it's how bad you want it. I mean, like, yeah. you know, you know, you're going to have to work, but the, the difference is like saying and doing. Yeah. I, you're, I think sanity is the biggest, one of the biggest things. It's like, you just know if it's not working for you, the only way out is something you can control and do, you know, I oh, think yeah. a lot of people even say that it's like, it's so true. It's like, if you bet on yourself a little bit here uh, and you feel like it's something you want to, you want to try. I, I, I really wish more, I, I think more, we're seeing it more. I think obviously what was that? We had some stat where it was like, it's like something like 30% of the U S population is freelance considered now or something mm. like that. Oh. You know, oh it's God. pretty amazing. That's it's crazy. pretty amazing. And it's in, we have to start answering, you know, they got to start thinking of that because of how many more people are with healthcare and other things that are so important to that. How does this community of 30% survive? How do they do it? So hopefully things get catered to us a little bit more down the road, but it's true. Yeah. It's like everybody I know is in that zone. And like, I can't even think of turning back at a certain point, you know, mm-hmm. I think yeah. we all get that. We all have that time where you're like, okay, this isn't temporary anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. You know? Yeah. So. I, I, I left my last day and I, I felt like, uh, Jesse Pinkman at the end of Breaking Bad <laughs> when he's just ra- spoiler alert and he's just like racing down the road like screaming yeah. like uh, yeah and it is beat up Tercel yeah <laughs> that's a good yeah no I get it too I late for us no going it. back you know <laughs> that's true well um again let it let the listeners know a little bit about so it's at uh croppr.com yeah, you can um, go view all the information and line up for uh, Crop 2018 at uh, CropBR.com. Um, so yeah, full lineup and registration details. And um, keep an eye out on PopUpCrop.com for um, August uh, Portland, Oregon details. And where can people find your work? Your Where are you at? What's the best spot you can to go? Find- you can find my most up to the day work on uh, Instagram. I'm at Stay Gray Pony Boy. Um, so yeah, at Stay Gray Pony Boy on Instagram, and it's it's way easier to update that than my website, isn't it? I think I know. I think one day that's just going to be our our online <laughs> portfolio. <laughs> Is Instagram. Is Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Well, perfect. I'm glad you were able to make it and talk a little bit about this cool little topic. You're welcome to stick around with our uh, listener question if you want after uh, we get into our last. Um, yeah, you got you, you got time. Sure. Yeah. All right. Cool. Perfect. So before we get there, I'm going to talk a little bit about Fresh Books. Fresh Books is our favorite, right? We love Fresh Books. Are you uh, yes. on board with Fresh Books, Matt? I I need to be. We've, yeah. we've actually. <laughs> well, it's it's crunch time. Yeah. And well, we need, we need to get on board with something. Exactly. It's tax time. So I'm going to go through – this is just me trying to convince you at this point, Matt. So I'm going <laughs> to try to convince you about fresh books and see if you're not convinced by the end. So basically, here's what it is, Matt. Fresh books makes this ridiculously easy to use 
cloud accounting software for agencies and freelancers that's going to help you work smarter, get organized, and most importantly, get you paid quickly. And boy, do they. So basically, whenever you send an invoice through FreshBooks, about 60% of those invoices get paid within one business day, which is pretty great. So, um, and with the new projects feature, you can share files and messages with your clients, contractors, and employees. So it's basically kind of a uh, project management system all in one with your invoicing software. And you can create and send really professional looking invoices in under 30 seconds. With two clicks, you're set up, branded colors, send them out in 30 seconds, you're good to go. Um, they've got great customer service, as we know. Mikkel calls them all the time and they pick up <laughs> just like that, usually uh, in three rings or less. And uh, so we've we've got a, a deal worked out with FreshBooks. For a 30-day unrestricted free trial. So you got to go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about us section. Again, 30 free days. Go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about us section. And Matt, I saw you signing up as I was talking. <laughs> so Put, mission accomplished. Put it on my phone right now. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, but, join the club. Yeah. No, but join up, guys. You will love it. We've we've been with them forever, and we continue to pay for it every month because it's worth it. All right. Definitely. So, so our listener question today comes from Jeff Schleicher, and Jeff says, I'm a senior graphic designer who wants to take my career to the next level, and I feel the next level is becoming a creative director. What are some mm-hmm. things I can do to help in that transition? So... Uh, before we, I guess, talk specifics about that, Jeff, I do want to say we have a whole episode dedicated to this. You may have missed it because there's something that our feed is set up to where on iTunes and stuff, it only shows the past hundred episodes. So before, oh, yeah, yeah. So if you want to go b- before that, you have to go to the website. You have to go to the deepend.com's website and then go to the podcast section. But the easiest thing I would tell you to do is just Google mm-hmm. Designcast. The Creative Director Track. That's the name of that episode. There you go. And then you'll be Perfect. able to find it. You probably will have to listen on the website, unfortunately, but um, just the way iTunes feeds go, <laughs> unfortunately. It's a little limited, huh? Yeah. I, you, and that's I before, that's before your time, Nick. That's, that has yeah. um, our old uh, short, short-term co-host Sam Cox was on, a guest that's, on that one. I think I remember listening to it yeah. for sure, yeah. I think that's... I, I would say with... For Jeff here, if he's, um, you know, there's two ways to think about it. One is like finding a, uh, going to another another job and getting the promotion to creative director, or getting it within where he's currently working. You know, there's obviously two ways to go at it. Uh, if he's looking at his own company where he's at right now, I think the thing is to really understand what a creative director is in that particular environment and that culture, because it's like. It's hard. I remember when when I was still in it, like a graphic designer and wanted to be into that director position, I had many director level people to kind of model yourself after and see what they did. And also, too, with five or six of them, if one of them, the, the frequency of one of them leaving and a vacancy, that happened a lot. So mm-hmm. it'd be tough if you have just like one person above you and they're not going anywhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. So maybe you do have to look elsewhere. I just I think it's about modeling yourself after finding people who are doing this and and being okay with leaving the design part maybe a little bit behind because you always you know you're off the boards basically once you get into a position like that 
And uh, it one, are you good with that? You know, is are you good with managing art? And are you good with giving, you know, your people skills and how you treat a team? Because I think that's hard. You gotta, you can't just jump into that without that, that experience. So different skills. Maybe, for he, sure. maybe he can, maybe he can get a little taste of that in his current position as a graphic designer senior and maybe oversee one or two people and then build up to that and get mm-hmm. to a point where maybe, you know, a, a supervisor will say, yes, now mm-hmm. you're ready. Because I knew plenty of designers who were there for six, seven years and you couldn't promote them because they just, they weren't the right fit to be a lead, yeah. a, a lead. You know, I right. think you guys, we've talked about that before. What do you think? I agree. I think some people are yeah, I do too. good. I think some people are good at um, giving that creative direction and some people are not. Not saying you're yeah. born with it or you're not. You can always get better. Um, I think sure. that the best advice I can probably think of right off the top of my head, and this is going to depend where you work, because I've, I've, mm-hmm. I've dealt with creative directors who would be on board with this scenario and some who would be <laughs> backstabby and they'd like... Sure. That would be go up to a, your, your creative director and say, hey, I, I want to be on this track. What can I – can you mentor me in some kind of capacity? I want to learn this. Yep. Um, and some people, if you work at the wrong place, they might look at that mm-hmm. as kind of a – you're trying to like nip at their heels exactly. a little bit. Um, yep. But if you've got a cool one, then they would definitely be on board for this. That's exa- that's exactly what I did, and I yeah. just wanted. I asked them specifically, "How do I make it to that level?" Because I think they weren't threatened, because mm-hmm. there were there were five or six, I think, at that time, and they just handled different accounts. So, but it, you're right. If it's if it's that sensitive creative, yeah. <laughs> and there's only one of them, yeah. might not be the right person to ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they might give you like you know? they may give you really shitty advice to like. Yeah. You know, to hobble you. you exactly. Oh, yeah, S- send you send you down the wrong path exactly. on purpose. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Any yeah. Uh, any wisdom there, Matt? I mean, yeah. I I think I would I would real like like you said, Nick. Figure out what your creative director does where you are, mm-hmm. and honestly, figure out if that's really what you want to do. Like, I think sometimes like we have a perception of steps, you know, yeah. like like find a significant significant other, get married, buy a house, have kids, yeah. you know, and then and then like Promotions. we we, we yeah. treat our careers same the same way. Okay, you're an yeah. intern, junior designer, yeah. Design. You know, like, right. do you want, like, figure out the what that creative director path. does and if you really want to be that. Because I, I know um, whenever whenever I became creative director at a job that I had a, a few years ago, I, I really didn't like it, you know? And I, I thought it's because I was following that path and I thought that's mm-hmm. where you, I thought that's where you go. And, you know, I didn't like the responsibility of managing people. And it, it's not so much that I didn't like that. I, I really didn't like not getting to design on a daily basis. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's important to just step back and be like, is this, are you, Do you, are want you that? following a path, yeah. you know, or yeah. Cause you're right. I think we, we think we're supposed to do that. Like, right. You know, sure. in every job you, you strive to be that whatever that next level is. Um, I, I did, I really enjoyed it. I, I found I was lucky enough to still keep, my hands on some design, you know, yeah. but, but I loved the team aspect of it. And I love, we had, yeah. to me, that was a, and that you, was more rewarding. And you like bossing people around. 
totally. So totally. it's a it's match made in so heaven. Tough, and it's so tough now. Like, like, no one listens no to you at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. So I do it on the phone and Skype when I'm on with the people I get to work with. But no, I, I, I think But you're right after a while. And then when I started the own thing, holy crap, it was like getting back onto full time 100% designing. And it was like a reinvention, really, at that point, because mm-hmm. it had been so long. But I, I think I think he's probably Jeff's probably really wants this. I get it. I think it's smart to be thinking ahead, but it's a challenge because until you actually get the, the, the opportunity to flex those muscles, how do you get, how does someone trust you to get in there? You know? And I, I think I've told the story before too, where I just, I got in really good with one of the VPs at the company I was working with. And when the opportunity was open, I made my case and he was just like done. And, and he, he took a chance. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but at yeah. least fake it a little till you make it. <laughs> yeah, thing, sure. you know, totally. You know, Pop what, in there Mikhail, too. any what did you any from anything you think of Mikel from your past? Um, I, I mean, not not really. I I think it's yeah. always good to kind of just test the role waters before you make the plunge. I mean, oftentimes people just like. Matt was mentioning earlier, just think that that is their supposed path. That's what you're supposed mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. and yeah. lose sight of the area that they're most passionate about, mm-hmm. which is really sad. You lose touch yeah. to lose touch with that. You only live once, make the best of your position from time to time. So ha- yeah. test it out, get behind the driver's wheel a little bit, see how it might work for you before you make that transition, because it should be absolutely more about just making more money. Before you, yeah. Before you get there, yeah, and just maybe, reaching that sure. next hypothetical level, um, it should be something yes. that you yeah. actually want to do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, Perfect. hopefully that was helpful to you, Jeff. Um, so keep sending in those listener questions. We are running low, guys. So keep sending them in to questions <laughs> at thedeependdesign.com. And you know we haven't gotten an audio question in a little bit, so do that. Come on, folks do that get on it <laughs> no more slacking all right cool well thank you again matt for coming on with us it's been uh thank you been a pleasure yeah this this was this was fantastic thank you so much for having me oh of course oh, pleasure, your man. story anytime all right well with that uh keep designing and catch us next time on the deeply graphic design cast 